I'm Holly Fry, and on the companion podcast to HBO Max's Raised by Wolves, I'm speaking with scientists to answer some of the questions posed by the sci-fi series from Ridley Scott. Listen to Raised by Wolves, the podcast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Great moments are born from great opportunity. You shouldn't have any doubt in your mind about what you're supposed to do tonight and about how you're supposed to do it. This is your time. It's time for the OSAA Today podcast with your host, Billy Gates. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the OSAA Today podcast. I'm your host, Billy Gates. And before we get going, we have some news about uh, where this podcast is going to be now. It's always on the iHeartRadio app. And it's always on ripcityradio.com slash OSAA today. But now it's on iTunes. Yes, Apple Podcasts, the uh, purple podcast button on your iPhone there. You can find this podcast there. Download it, subscribe to it, rate it, do all those things you do on the internet with it, and enjoy it. So yeah, that's the latest uh, podcast news. And now we'll get to sports news here in a second. Just wanted to get that out of the way. Uh... Thank you, iHeartRadio, for helping distribute it. Uh, Jay Mackin, uh, our local contact here in the Portland area, he helps us out a ton, and he set up all of the feeds to go to different platforms for this podcast, so thank you. I believe you can also find this podcast on CastBox as well, and I, from what I've been told, it'll go to Google Podcast uh, here soon. So yeah, great, great news on that front, but let's get to some football now, shall we? What we saw, week six, Jerry Ulmer penned this piece, as he does every week on OSAA Today. You can find that OSAA.org slash today, or just go to the OSAA front page, and it's down the right-hand column of your computer screen. You can also find it OSAA Live, the mobile app, which is tremendous, and you should download it immediately. You can also find this podcast there, too. You can find this podcast almost anywhere now. Okay, maybe not almost, but you can find a lot of places, and it's still exciting. Anyway, I digress. What we saw week six, uh, Jerry led with a tremendous story. Uh, go out to the coast and Warrington, Class 2A, the uh, Warrington Warriors out there. They have a kicker who's made 77 of her... Last 80 extra points in the past two seasons. That's right. Mackenzie Ramsey, Warrington senior. Her teammates voted her as a captain on the team. A female being a captain of a football team is pretty awesome. Congratulations, Mackenzie. But she's not just there just to, you know, be a girl on the team. She's a tremendous asset to this team as the kicker. Uh, on Friday in a win over Vernonia, 66-13. to Mackenzie tied her own state record for uh, females and extra points made in a game. She went nine for nine on extra points. Now, some of you might say, oh, it's just extra points or whatever. Uh, there's still uh, quite quite an adventure, um, especially at the lower levels of 11-man football. The eight-man teams don't even kick them, uh, typically, just because there's, there's uh, not enough people to block uh, for for an extra point in eight-man. I mean, we always went for two playing eight-man growing up. All the teams I played, all, we we always went for two in eight-man. That's just that's just how it is. But 
Mackenzie Ramsey, nine for nine, extra points, 66-13 win over Vernonia. It's just awesome. Like that's that's so cool. She also made a second her second field goal of the season, uh, a little twenty nine yarder. Uh, she says she's makes forty five yarders in in uh, practice, just kind of on her own. Hopefully, she gets a shot uh, during a game. So if if the Warriors want to just like you know stall out their offense at like the twenty five or whatever, get get McKenzie a shot. Just do it. Come on. I'm just kidding. If she does, then it'd be awesome. But it needs to happen organically, for sure. Her coach, Ian O'Brien, uh, says, quote, us not having soccer, she wanted to come play football. And so she came out. Uh, she's got as good as leg as I've ever had at Warrington, and she's the most reliable kicker we've ever had. That's awesome. And then recently in the news, uh, Carly Lloyd, member of the U.S. Women's National Soccer Team, she hit a 55-yard field goal in a Philadelphia Eagles training camp session which is a long way. I mean, nobody just gets up there and knocks a 55-yarder through. That's incredible. Now, obviously, McKenzie's not there yet, but it's still great what she's doing, and I hope she continues to have a great season. And according to the article, uh, she's actually a very good basketball player as well. Uh, she has the school record for three-pointers in a three-pointers made in a game, which is eight. And she also has the school record for three-pointers made in a season, which is 104. So she's always hitting from distance, whether it's on the football field or the basketball court. Uh, congratulations, Mackenzie, on all of your success. And hopefully, here's to more extra points and field goals straight through the uprights. Other football news. Grant beat Jefferson 21-7 in a big PIL matchup last week. And they were able to, quote, hold down Jefferson running back Demir Collins to, by his standards, a pedestrian kind of game. Uh, he has been just electric this season for the Democrats, rushing for 1,443 yards this season. That leads 6A. But the Grant General's game plan, uh, led by Coach John Beck, held him in check. He only rushed for... 103 yards on 24 carries, which by all means is a good night. But at the rate Demir Collins has been putting up numbers, that seems uh, pretty ordinary, which, I mean, still tells you how good he is. He's a national-level recruit, and he will be playing collegiate football for somebody, and whoever gets him is going to be pretty lucky because he's quite a talented kid. Grant coach John Beck uh, gave the credit to his defensive coordinator, and his defensive backs coach, Alex Melson, the D coordinator for the Generals, and Aaron Kinsey, the defensive backs coach, they they were tremendous in their game plan. Uh, Beck is quoted as saying, they did a great job of knowing the tendencies, putting kids in the right spot to make the plays against Demir. I have a lot of respect for that kid. He's got great jump cuts. He's got good vision. When he puts his foot on the ground and goes forward, he is out of there like a cannon. That is no joke. But the Generals were able to hold him down and come out of this uh, game with a win. Big win for Grant. Big win for Grant. They've been, I don't want to say struggling, but for a program like Grant. Now, they're 4-2, they're and two, but you know, they got a loss to West Salem, a loss to Barlow. I mean, I, I think this Grant squad is kind of a sneaky, sneaky squad. I think they can uh, 
end up winning a playoff game or two. They're in the driver's seat in the PIL right now, 2-0, uh, with wins over Roosevelt and Jefferson. The win over Roosevelt, big win, 66-30 in Week 4. And Roosevelt just uh, beat Lincoln this past uh, week as well. So Grant firmly in the driver's seat in the PIL. Congratulations to the generals there. And if you get a chance to go see Demir Collins play for Jefferson, do it. You will not be disappointed. He is tremendous. They actually play Lincoln on Friday at Jefferson. So if you want to go check that out, 7 p.m., Jefferson hosts Lincoln in a PIO football game at Jefferson High School. Go check out Demir Collins. You won't be disappointed. Now for some quick hits here around the state in football. We'll start in 6A. Tremendous game between Westland and Lake Oswego. Casey Filkins runs a two-yard touchdown um, after a crazy drive to get the ball down the field against Westland. Filkins plunges in the end zone with no time left on the clock to give the Lakers a 20-17 win. Filkins had 180 yards rushing on 31 carries and a couple touchdowns. The Lakers defeat West Lynn 20-17. Looking at Class 5A here, Trevor Davis threw for 330 yards and four touchdowns to lead Crater past South Eugene 57-26. But during that game, the Axe probably got the biggest play Maybe of the season, a 99-yard touchdown pass from Bryce Bocher to Jack, uh, excuse me, to Jake Throne in the loss. Still uh, pretty awesome to get a 99-yard play, uh, even in a win or a loss. Thurston remained unbeaten. They beat Redmond at 60 to 20. Cade Christ four touchdown passes. Wesley Comer 146 yards on the ground, and Thurston is very, very good. I'd, I'd kind of be surprised if they didn't get to the 5A title game again. Uh, they are, in fact, your defending champions. Churchill got their first win of the season. That's weird to say. This is week six, and Churchill's just got their first win. Uh, they beat North Eugene 14-7. to Deontay Jones rushed for 230 yards on 22 carries. Class 4A, uh, number one team, Banks, just thumped Valley Catholic 62-6. to Tanner Shook threw for almost 300 yards, 297. With three touchdowns, uh, Jared Evans caught a pair of those. Class 3A, Yamhill Carlton still unbeaten. Uh, they hung on for dear life against Sayo, won 28-20. Jaime Garcia, or Jamie, depending on how you want to pronounce that, ran for two touchdowns, threw for another for Yamhill Carlton. Class 2A. You're darn right I'm going to mention this. Hepner beat Irrigan 50 to nothing. Brock Heisler, 113 rushing yards, two touchdowns. Go Mustangs. Class 1A. Mohawk beat Walport in a wild one, 42 to 40. That's classic eight-man football right there. Hunter Carter, 246 yards, three touchdowns. Brody Scott caught a couple of them. Wyatt McDaniel ran for three touchdowns and caught a 97-yard pass uh, for North Douglas as they beat Oak Ridge 66-58. Oh, my goodness. Amen football is awesome. Just love it. Uh, Wallawa beat Pine Eagles 72-6. You also get the blowouts there, too. Uh, Luke Ramsden threw for four touchdown passes, two of them to Tristan Bales. 
Well, that'll do it for the first segment of this show. We will be back with more of the OSAA Today podcast right after this. And welcome back to the OSAA Today podcast. I'm your host, Billy Gates, and now we'll talk some volleyball. New coaches polls are out. The twice-monthly coaches polls administered by the OSAA Today and John Tawa. John, thanks for doing these. These are great. So we'll start with 6A. Number one, no surprise, is Jesuit. Number two, Central Catholic. Number three, Mountainside. Number four, Sunset. Number five, Sheldon. Number six, West Lynn. Number seven, Sprague. Number eight, Summit. Number nine, Oregon City. They enter the poll after not being ranked last week. And number 10 is Bend. Wilson also received some votes in the 6A poll. Uh, Some notes, Jesuit beat Sunset 3-1, and they beat Mountainside 3-1, avenging their only loss of the season to the Mavericks. So they take a stranglehold of the Metro League, which three Metro League teams in the top five, that's uh, pretty impressive. Class 5A now, West Albany are number one, Wilsonville number two, Ridgeview number three, Corvallis number four, Crook County number five, North Eugene number six, South Albany at seven, LaSalle Prep at eight. I almost said Lake Oswego for some reason. I don't know. It's LaSalle Prep. I apologize to all those Falcon fans out there. So LaSalle Prep at eight, Crater at nine, Dallas at ten. Nobody else receiving votes there. Wilsonville beat LaSalle Prep 3-0 in a big match in the Northwest Oregon Conference. And West Albany lost to Jesuit 2-0 at the State Preview Tournament. That tournament is always great. I mean, it's called the State Preview Tournament for a reason. Like, it gets the best teams together and they go at it. Definitely should be on volleyball fans' to-watch list every season. Class 4A, Sweet Home, number one. Valley Catholic, number two. Sisters, number three. Hidden Valley, number four. Junction City at five. Philomath at 6, Banks at 7, Astoria at 8, Cottage Grove at 9, and LeGrand at 10. North Marion and Corbett receiving votes there. Class 3A, Sandium Christian number 1, Cresswell number 2, South Umpqua 3, Salem Academy 4, Catlin Gable at 5, Harrisburg at 6, Burns at 7, Oregon Episcopal at 8, Amity at 9, and Cascade Christian at 10. Burns was not ranked in the coaches' poll last week, and they enter it at number seven. Vale, Blanchett Catholic, Sutherland, and Sio all receiving votes there. Sandy Hip Christian went 4-0 at the Mount Hood Invitational at Barlow, and they beat three 6A teams to do it. So, Class 3A, you got to look out for Sandy Hip Christian. They're out here beating 6A teams. They beat Clackamas, Sandy, and Lake Ridge, and they also beat LaSalle Prep, so they're punching above their weight there at Class 3A. Class 2A, Kennedy, number one, Portland Christian, number two, Central Lynn, three, Union, four, Vernonia, five, Monroe, six, Coquille at seven, Weston McEwen at eight, Gaston at nine, Delphian at ten, Culver and Columbia Christian, each receiving votes there. Kennedy has won 42 consecutive sets. I'm just going to leave it at that because that's pretty impressive. Class 1A, Powder Valley, number one, St. Paul, number two, Days Creek, three, Damascus Christian at 4, Perrydale at 5, North Douglas at 6, Cross Hill Christian at 7, Central Christian at 8, Mohawk at 9, Crane number 10 after not being ranked last week. Rogue Valley at Venice receiving votes there. So that'll do it for volleyball here in segment 2, and we will be back with more 
of the OSAA Today podcast after this. And welcome back to the OSAA Today podcast. I'm your host, Billy Gates, and segment three will cover cross country and soccer, and then we will wrap it up. So starting with cross country, the girls' side, new coaches' polls are out. These are done every two weeks on the OSAA Today site. That's osaa.org slash today. Class 6A, Summit's number one, Jesuits number two, Lincoln number three, South Eugene at four, Sunset five, Franklin six, Grant seven, Tualatin eight, Wilson nine, Aloha ten. There's a lot of PIL schools in the poll. That's nice. Good for the PIL. Sheldon and St. Mary's Academy each receiving votes. Class 5A, Corvallis, number one, Hood River Valley, number two, North Salem, number three, Wilsonville, four, Crescent Valley, five, Crater, six, The Dalles at seven, Ashland at eight, and tied for ninth, Putnam and West Albany. North Eugene also receiving votes there. Class 4A, Girls Cross Country, Marist, number one, Sayuslaw, number two, Tillamook, number three, Philomath, number four, Staten, number five, Phoenix at six, Sisters at seven, Klamath Union at eight, Astoria at 9, and Baker at 10. Valley Catholic also receiving votes. The small schools, Class 3A, 2A, 1A, Burns, number 1. Enterprise Joseph Alawa, that's a mouthful. They're number 2. Hepner Ione, number 3. Catlin Gable, number 4. Union Cove, number 5. Lakeview, 6. Bandon, 7. Neakani, 8. St. Mary's at Medford, 9. And St. Stephen's Academy rounds out the poll at 10. Westside Christian and Yamhill Carlton each receiving votes. As far as the top performance list statewide for the girls, things have changed. Things have changed, and there's a youngster at the top. Lincoln freshman Kate Peters is the first girls runner to break the 17-minute mark this season on the 5,000-meter course. She ran a 16.58.7 on October 12th at the Nike Hole-in-the-Wall Cross-Country Invitational. Congratulations to Kate. She is your new number one girls cross-country runner in the state right now. Second on the list, Summit senior Fiona Max, 17-14.3. She posted that September 14th. Uh, I've got a feeling she's got a faster time coming up. Jesuit sophomore Chloe Forster, number three, 17-18.8. She also ran that at the Hole in the Wall Cross-Country Invitational. And number four, South Eugene senior Madison Elmore. Her time of 17.46.5 was run at the Southern Oregon Invitational on October 12th. And rounding out the top five, Summit sophomore Tegan Knox, 17.50.7. She ran that on September 28th. Moving over to the boys' side across country here, coaches' polls for them. Class 6A, number one, Jesuit, number two, Franklin, number three, Central Catholic, number four, South Eugene, Number five, Sherwood. Number six, Sheldon. Number seven, Summit. Number eight, Sunset. That's a lot of S's there right in a row. Number nine, Lincoln. And number 10, Grant, Wilson, and Clackamas, each receiving votes there. Class 5A, Ashland, your number one. They have Evan Holland, who's the state's top runner. We'll get to that in a minute. Crater, number two. Crescent Valley, number three. Hood River Valley, number four. Dallas, five. Wilsonville, six. The Dallas, seven. Parkrose, eight. Corvallis, nine. Silverton, ten. Redmond, Churchill, and Scapoose all receiving votes. Class 4A boys cross-country poll. 
Marist Catholic, number one. Philomath and Sisters tied at two. Syuslaw, number four. Newport, number five. Baker, number six. Kalamath Union, number seven. Hidden Valley, number eight. Sweet Home, number nine. Tillamook at number 10. Class 3A Boys Cross Country poll here. Catlin Gable, number 1. Burns, number 2. Enterprise Joseph Alawa, number 3. Westside Christian, number 4. Lapine at 5. Taft at 6. Nissa at 7. Rainier at 8. Brookings Harbor and Riverdale both tied at 9. And Cascade Christian also received votes there. Class 2A 1A Boys Cross Country. Eastland Christian, number 1. St. Stephen's, number 2. Union Cove, number 3. Bandon at 4. Hepner Ione at number five, Stanfield Echo at number six, Veritas at seven, Trinity Academy at eight, along with Jamawa, and Central Lynn enters the poll at number 10. Delphian, St. Paul, and Jefferson all receiving votes. Moving over to the top performance list statewide on the boys' side here. And in earlier podcasts, we talked about Ashland's Evan Holland, how he's using the beginning of the season as uh, training. Well, he's gotten faster. His new state best, 15, or excuse me, it's under 15 minutes, the only time under 15 minutes this season on the boys' side, 1451.7. He ran that October 9th at the Rogue Valley Runners Max King Invitational. Number two on the list, Park Rose senior Ahmed Ibrahim. He's run at 1505. Now that's September 20th at Merriweather. Forest Grove senior Quincy Norman, number three, 1506.3, also at Merriweather on September 20th. Number four, Franklin Jr. Charlie Robertson, 1506.4, so a tenth of a second behind Norman. Uh, Robinson ran that September 7th at the Ash Creek Festival. And rounding out the top five, another Ashland kid, Ashland Jr. Reed Pryor, his time of 1513.5, also ran it. October 9th at the Rogue Valley Runners Max King Invitational. So that'll do it for cross country. Switch gears to soccer before we close this thing out. And we'll take a trip through the standings here with about two weeks left to go before uh, league playoff starts and then the state playoffs get going on the soccer side. Girls soccer to start. In the PIL, Wilson leads the way with a 3-0 record. Cleveland 2-1, Franklin 1-1-1. Lincoln is 1-1, one and, one. and none of those schools are in the top 10 in the OSAA rankings because most of those schools are in the Metro League. Jesuit, they've scored 63 goals in 12 matches. They're 3-0 in league, 11-0-1 overall, followed by Sunset as 2-0 in league. That's going to be a great match when Jesuit and Sunset get together. That's actually happening at the end of the season. October 24th uh, at Jesuit. All you girls soccer fans, go check that out. That's going to be good. That's going to be a nice uh, end-of-the-season rivalry match there. Mountainside 2-1, their third. They're 8-2-1 overall. They're ranked fourth in the OSAA rankings. And Beaverton's 1-2. Forest Grove leads the Pacific Conference 2-0, 6-4 overall. Uh, Sherwood, who's 1-0 in conference, 8-1-1 overall. They're number two in the OSAA rankings, but currently in third in the Pacific Conference just because they haven't played enough games yet in league. Mount Hood Conference. Barlow leads the way, 2-0 in league. Tied with Reynolds and Clackamas. Three-way tie at the top right now, 2-0 in the Mount Hood Conference. Barlow, number seven in the OSAA rankings. 
Three Rivers League, Tualatin, Lake Ridge, both 2-0. and And four teams tied at 1-1. West Lynn, Sa- uh, not Salem. St. Mary's Academy, Oregon City, and Canby, they're all tied at 1-1. Tualatin, number 10 in the OSA rankings. Lake Ridge, number 6. West Lynn, number 9. In the Mountain Valley Conference, Summit, they're 4-0. They're at the top 8-3 and overall. Although they have a number 11 OSAA ranking. West Salem, 3-0-1, 8-0-3. And they have the number 3 OSAA ranking. Funny how that works. South Eugene, 6-0 in Southwest Conference play. 8-0-1 overall. And nobody has scored on them. I guess I kind of buried the lead there with the, uh, with the axe. Yeah. 45 goals scored, zero allowed by South Eugene. There's a nice little feature story on the Axe and their success on the defensive end of the field at OSAA Today. You can find that osaa.org slash today. On the boys' side now, Class 6A PIL is a mess at the top. All sorts of teams trying to get in position and make a push for the conference title. Cleveland and Lincoln and Franklin, 2-0-1 in league play. Grant is 1-1-1. And three of those four teams are in the top 10 in the OSAA ranking for boys soccer. Cleveland, number four. They've only allowed seven goals so far this season. Lincoln, number six. And Grant, number five. In the Metro League Jesuit, your top team, 3-0 thus far, 9-0-2 overall. They haven't scored a ton of goals only 25 compared to Cleveland's 41. Uh, but they've only allowed three goals this season, and they have the number one ranking in the OSAA rankings. Sunset second in the Metro League currently, 2-0, 7-2-1 overall, number seven in the OSAA rankings. Pacific Conference, Forest Grove at the top. They're 2-0 so far, 8-1-1 overall, number three in the OSAA rankings. Liberty, 1-0-1, 8-1-1 overall. Moving to the Mount Hood Conference, Reynolds and Central Catholic, both 2-0. Clackamas and David Douglas, both 1-0-1. Reynolds, the number two team in the OSAA ranking. Clackamas at number nine. And Centennial, who's 1-1 in conference play. They're 6-3 overall. They hold the number eight spot in the OSAA rankings for boys soccer in 6A. The Tiger Tigers and the Tualatin Timberwolves and the West Lynn Lions, they're all... This is crazy in the Three Rivers League. Tigers six and one, Tualatin six and two, West Lynn six and two, Lake Oswego's five and three. So like all of those teams have have a shot at a Three Rivers championship. Tigered, your number ten team in the OSA rankings. Everybody else outside of the top ten, which is odd to say about a Three Rivers League where there's only one team in the top ten. Weird. Mountain Valley Conference, West Salem four and zero, eight and three overall. None of their teams are in the top 10 of the OSAA rankings. McKay, 3-0-1. South Salem is 3-1. Sprague is 2-1 in Mountain Valley play. Southwest Conference, South Eugene, 5-0-1 in conference play. 6-1-3 overall. Again, nobody in the top 10 out of the Southwest Conference when it comes to the OSAA rankings. Well, that's going to do it for today's show like to thank you for listening. Again, you can find this podcast now on Apple Podcasts. And you can also find it on CastBox, as well as your usual places, OSAA Today, 
which is osaa.org slash today. You can also find this on Rip City Radio slash OSAA today and the iHeartRadio mobile app. So thanks again for listening. This is the OSAA Today podcast. And I'm Billy Gates, and we will talk to you again soon.